You're listening to the Radical Disruption Podcast with Maya Nicole, nursing student turned multi-six-figure online entrepreneur. Here we talk all things real and raw when it comes to entrepreneurship and what it really takes to get to the next level. Leave the small biz talk at the door and buckle up for the tangible, tactical, and actionable steps that will help guide you in building a disruptive business. Let's dive into the show. Welcome to another episode of Radical Disruption. I am so excited for today's episode with our special guest, Abby. Abby is a Fort Worthian dog mom and wife who specializes in creating high-converting email copies specifically for six-figure course creators and service providers. Not only is she constantly investing in her business to grow her copywriting skills, but she is also focused on creating a balanced business personally and professionally. Outside of work, She is all about healing from chronic illness through holistic healing modalities. She is also passionate about encouraging business owners to find a lifestyle balance of working hard, helping others succeed, and finding glimmers of joy outside of work responsibilities. So inside of this episode, we dive into navigating health issues as an entrepreneur and how to take care of yourself and how that can actually benefit your business in more ways than one. And I hope that you enjoy this episode with Abby. All of her links are in the show notes. And if you have any questions for her, shoot her a direct message on Instagram. All right. I am so excited to have Abby here with us today. And I have been working with Abby now for almost an entire year, which I was thinking about that before we hopped on. I was like, We've been working together for a year. You are the the first person that I hired onto my team, and I am so excited to have you here to talk a little bit more about entrepreneurship and also like taking care of your body and boundaries and burnout and all sorts of other things. So thank you so much for being here. Yes. I cannot believe we have been working together for a year either, but it's been so fun and I cannot wait to talk with you. Yes. So I guess I should give a little bit of background. Abby is uh, my email copywriter. And so we have been working together, writing emails and creating email sequences and funnels and opt-in forms and sales emails and all sorts of things. And she actually even um, did some copywriting for some sales pages for some of my offers on my website as well. So that is our background together. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on the podcast today is to share a little bit more about your story in navigating some health issues that came up, would you say like, I guess, when did, when would you say that this all kind of started for you? Yeah. So I actually started to get feeling symptoms whenever I was a teacher, whenever I just started my adult life. And I actually had to leave teaching because the doctor that I went to was like, Abby, this is not a good environment for you and you're not thriving. Like your body is not thriving and it's telling you the signal. And so jumped into entrepreneurship and I started to feel that same feeling again. And it was actually probably a year ago to the day. Yeah. A year ago to the day I was sitting on the couch watching a Netflix show and I was just feeling my throat and there was a bump there that I had not felt before. And in the morning I would wake up and I would drink my water and it looked like I had like this ball in my throat that was like moving up and down whenever I would drink water. 
And it kind of freaked me out. And so I went to a doctor and that's kind of where it all started. I I would have been scared too. Like you're feeling your throat and you're like, wait, my first instinct would have been like, do I have cancer? Like I would have been very, very afraid of that. So I guess what were your thoughts as like that whole process started to come up? Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to work in order to make money. So like how, like, did you have any fears, I guess, around like, if this is something that like debilitates me and like doesn't allow me to work, how are things going to be moving forward? Yeah. So I had all of those thoughts and I actually did Google like signs of thyroid cancer and, you know, is this going to be the life altering moment in my life? And I'm only, I'm not even 30 yet. And so I did have fears and I did think like, okay, I had really big goals for my business this year and things aren't going to be looking like I thought they would. And that was really hard for me to accept because I am a very much like type A get her done type person. I've always been that way. And it was a moment where I had to really look at what I had to do in my business and say, okay, what's important right now? What has to get done? And then with the other time that I have, like, I can't do these things that I want to do, which is fine. I need to focus on my health. And that's the second priority. And that's what I had to do. So it was very much like I had to accept the reality and move forward, even though it was not what I was expecting at all. So what did those first steps look like for you as you... Like, I know you said you went into the doctor. And so what, I guess, what was the feedback that you were getting in terms of like what you needed to implement in order to really take back control of your health and honestly get your life back too? Because I should have asked you to explain this a little bit. I know you very well. And so I've seen on your stories, like how much it really affected your life. Like you weren't even able to exercise or anything like that. So like, I guess, what did, what did that first step look like? Yeah. So I you know, it was probably like a little bit over a year ago in October of 2021, at the end of 2021. I went to the doctor. This was before I had the lump in my throat. And I basically just told her like, I'm not 30 yet. I don't have kids, but I'm constantly tired. I'm gaining weight, but I work out every single day. I eat pretty good. Like I, I don't miss out on the yummy desserts, but like I don't deprive myself and I'm eating vegetables and I'm eating proteins and fats and all of these things. And the doctor actually told me, she was like, well, congratulations, you're getting closer to your thirties. And that's just what happens. And I am someone like, if you tell me that, I'm sorry, but I will not take that for an answer. Like I will find a way to get better, whether someone tells me that I can or cannot. And I I do that in my business too. Like if you tell me that I can't do something, well, I'll probably show you that I can, I'm going to figure it out. And so I sought alternative therapies. And what I mean by that is I sought out 
acupuncture, which I had done before whenever I was little. I sought out a nutritionist and someone who could tell me, like, put me through a protocol to go from 30 pounds over what I had weighed like three months ago to like feeling better, my lump in my throat going down and losing that weight because there was just inflammation in my body. So gosh, it, that first step was like identifying that something was wrong and that I wasn't crazy because the doctor that I went to first, like made me feel like this wasn't an issue, even though it was. And so it was, it was overwhelming in the first couple of months because my nutritionist that I was working with was telling me to do 10 things a day. My acupuncturist was telling me to do like three times a day. I was going to like infrared saunas and like ionic foot soaks. I mean, if you're into like the woo woo holistic stuff, I was doing all of it and I just had to commit to it. So I was doing client work. I was, you know, writing emails for you, writing emails for my other clients. And then after that, like I was healing and like trying to get the strength to be able to go on a walk like for more than 10 minutes and all of those things. So it wasn't something that I showed a lot on social media, but it was something that I wanted to go through behind the scenes and also show up as a professional as best as I could on my social media. Ooh, that conversation. That's a that's a tough one for sure. Like the what do you show in terms of like vulnerability in your personal life, but also in terms of professionalism? Like what was your thought process in like balance? I, I don't even want to say the word balance because I don't think that's necessarily the best word, but like I don't know if there is another word besides balance. Like how did you go about navigating that? Yeah. So I started, I think the reason why I did it the way that I did was because I started entrepreneurship sharing every single bit of my life. And that led me to not wanting to show up because I was tired of feeling like I had to show every aspect of my life in order to connect with people. And so I realized that there are some things that you don't have to share. That doesn't mean you're not being truthful about who you are as a person or as a business owner if you decide not to share something. But honestly, like being private in certain areas of your life is so beautiful nowadays. And so I really wanted to, to have that in my life because obviously I'm not leaving entrepreneurship. I'm not giving up on building this business, but I don't want to share that like I can't go on a 10-minute walk without feeling exhausted and that I have to say no to social gatherings and doing these things that like weren't typical for me because that was exhausting in itself. I was not having fun, like feeling the way that I was. So why would I want to share that with all of these other people and then get their opinions? And it would just be this like spiraling effect. Yeah, for sure. So as you were navigating all of this behind the scenes, I guess 
kind of a two-part question. Like, what did your business look like in terms of like growth? Like, were you continuing to add clients? But also like, if you weren't continuing to add clients, were you scaling back on clients? Like, did you let any clients go? Like, what did that whole thing look like? Because obviously, like, if you're going to acupuncture and like red light saunas, like all these different things, like that's taking up a lot of your time, which is like, it's needed for sure. But like, also like, you know, you hear all the time, the entrepreneurs, you know, you're working 24 seven. And it's like, I guess, what did your business look like as you were not able to work 24 seven? For sure. So I was going to sleep a lot earlier and I was getting like 10 hours of sleep a night. And I was telling myself every single time that I set my alarm for like eight or nine that like I wasn't lazy. <laughs> yeah. Because whenever I started my business online like four years ago, I was the person that got up at 4.30 in the morning and took a story photo and said, hey, I'm up, you know, like I'm worth it because I'm up at 4.30 in the morning yeah. <laughs> reading my book and doing these tasks. Yeah. And so I had I've to- am un- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I had to unlearn some things and say, okay, like I can go to sleep at eight. I can get up at eight. I can feel rested and I can also serve my clients really well. So it wasn't so much that I was not getting new clients. It was how can I be strategic for when I onboard them and whenever I serve them? Because if someone talked to me like that week, I couldn't say, yes, I'll do this two weeks from now. I have to really strategize and plan And I am, you know, a religious person and believed I was like, I'm going to get through this. Like, I don't know what my business is going to look like, but the Lord is going to get me through this year. And I showed up less than I did before, but my business grew two times. And that was shocking to me because at the end of the year, in 2022, I was like, wow, like I showed up less. I went through this entire health journey and the Lord provided. And like, I am so grateful for that. And so that was, yeah, that was the process. Like I just became a grandma. (laughs) I said, (laughs) okay, I can't stop scrolling anymore at night. And I'm still a grandma today. So you can't get a hold of me after 7 (laughs) p.m. No, I love that so much. And it it relates so much to my story too of last year when I went to Israel and I had that like light bulb moment where I was like, I don't need to work more to make more to do more. And it was like just really being intentional with the time that I was spending inside of my business. And that's exactly what I'm hearing from you is like, it was just all about really being intentional with the time that you had. And, and, you know, it was more limited time, but because of that, you were more strategic with how you utilize that time. And I think that that is oftentimes what I see with entrepreneurs and myself, obviously I was a culprit of this too, but like we as entrepreneurs were like, oh my gosh, you know, we have 24 hours in a day and it's like, why not utilize all 24 hours in a day, you know? Because no one's telling us what to do, but it's almost like you need to tell yourself what to do. Like there needs to be intention behind it. And so I think that a lot of times as entrepreneurs, because we do, because we don't have like things that are necessarily filling our time, 
we we just take up as much time as we possibly need to when in reality it's like could you have finished that you know in half or a third of the amount of time probably and that's the problem that I was running into and that I recognized when I went to Israel for 11 days and I was like my business is gonna burn to the ground I I seriously I was so stressed I was like I don't even want to go on this trip but I went on that trip and I recognized you know the time that I was spending on all these different tasks I could have done those in such a less amount of time had I just been more strategic with my time, have been more intentional with the time that I was utilizing. So I think that that is so, so, so powerful. And like, honestly, like it's so, I think it's easy for me to say like, oh yeah, like be more intentional with your time. But I think that if I had been listening to a podcast, like before I had that experience, I don't think I would have been like, I don't think it would have had the same effect. Like now, like listening to people talk about like being intentional and like time blocking and, you know, all these different things. I'm like, oh my gosh, I so totally relate to that. But I almost feel like you almost have to have that moment for yourself where it's like almost like a come to moment of like, why did I start entrepreneurship in the first place? Would you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. It's so interesting because like in your health journey, it's called like the big storm. Whenever you have this like massive moment in your health where like things crumble because it's just been compiling over all of these years And I would say the same thing is true for being a business owner is like there comes a point where you have that big storm and you're you're like, okay, this is not sustainable how I've built this. So I need to I need to move forward. I need to change things. And that's scary to have to do that. But then you are able to look back and say, wow, like look at everything that we were able to accomplish because we had to change things up. Yeah. So give me like paint the picture for me of what a day in the life looked like for you as an entrepreneur, like before like this health journey began during this health journey and then where you're at right now. That's a great question. So before my health journey, I was, like I said, waking up at 4.35, I was going to the gym and literally working out for like an hour at least, lifting a ton of weights. I just, I thought that that was the best thing to do. And then after that, I would work and not, I would drink coffee. (laughs) I, I literally have not had coffee in over a year. So I would drink coffee And then I would work. I would probably like have a snack, not eat lunch, have a late lunch, cook dinner, and then stay up working till like nine. And then I would go to sleep and then do it all over the next day. And then the week after that being like, why am I so tired? Okay, well, let's do a little bit of reflection here. You did not eat food (laughs) like whenever you needed to. And you were not drinking enough water and you were not getting enough sleep. And your mind was constantly in overdrive mode. That's what it was like before. And now I literally, it's night and day. And I know that you feel the same way about like your business. But now I... I read a book and I wear my like blue blocking red glasses every night to help with my circadian rhythms. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. 
I wake up at like seven. I go for an hour long walk with my dog. And then I make my smoothie, make my celery juice. Like I have this routine. I get ready. I listen to a podcast. And then I dive into work and go like super focused. So I use a Pomodoro timer and that has helped me stay on task so much. I can get so many things done in such a shorter amount of time. And I usually work from like 10 to like four, four or five, depending on like the season of how busy it is every day. I log off, I cook dinner, I eat my dinner, and then I get ready for bed at like seven. And it's great. (laughs) I love that so much. And is that still your routine then to this day then I'm guessing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I kind of skipped over this, but like as you were going through this whole health journey, like I guess what kind of like really helps, I guess there's probably a, there's probably a bunch of things. There's probably a, a whole slew of things that ended up helping, but like, I guess what was like the main thing that like was kind of that game changer for your health and kind of helped you over time. Cause I know it's been a journey. It's been like almost an entire year of you, you know, in this recovery process, but like what has helped the most? So I would totally recommend like not doing this alone and investing in quality people and investing in like someone who's an expert in their field, because there's no way that I would be able to be here today with a sustainable lifestyle if it wasn't for that. Yeah. So in the beginning, like I would say finding someone that is an expert in nutrition, like whole foods and how they can heal you and supplementation and protocols to get out heavy metals and parasites and, you know, getting your body like to calm down on the inside. And, you know, I, I've taken out dairy, gluten. I mean, hardly like I don't have hardly any sugars and obviously changing your nutrition is super, super impactful and helpful. But I will also say like whenever I learned about this guy named the medical medium, I don't know if you've heard of him before, but once I read his book on thyroid health, my entire mindset changed. I was positive and so excited that like this lump on my throat was going to disappear that my body was not attacking itself, that I had the power to eat foods that had nutritious value to it that could heal me. And so I, I've almost been like following his protocols for nine months now. And that gave me the additional support of what I was already doing to keep going because there's so many people on Instagram that are dealing with like lifelong eczema and these lifelong illnesses and the medical medium protocols have helped them like heal. And so, yeah, I I use everything that I've learned and I kind of morph it together, but I would say the biggest things are like nutrition, like not having dairy, not having gluten. I don't drink coffee. 
I drink a lot of green juices. I invested in a juicer so that I could save money. All of these things were like catalysts for where I am today. I love that. My, I have a question that came up as you were talking and maybe you don't know the answer to this, but do you feel like the hustle type of culture of just going, 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 and even maybe being an entrepreneur and working as much as you were working, do you feel like that was kind of like the catalyst that led to those issues? I guess basically what I'm saying is what do you think was kind of like that underlying thing that set it all off? Yeah. So the really crazy thing about like working with the nutritionist that I did was that you go back to when you were a baby, how you were born matters. If you were breastfed matters, if you had a lot of antibiotics or if you had ear infections, all of that accumulates over time. And I actually had these rashes that I would get on my body as a little kid that we just went to a dermatologist. They gave me ointment. I would put it on my skin and it would go away. And so there were things along my life that I think now looking back were parts of this process of like my body being at the point where it was like, what the heck is going on? I can't do this anymore. Like we have to remove these toxins now. But I do feel like as a type A, as someone who truly, truly, like I just want the best for the people that I work with. And so I have to analyze like, okay, I'm doing my best today. It's not 100% perfect, but my best is my best. Yeah. And like, I also need to focus on my health. And so I do believe that stress was a factor. And also, like, all of these other things that I did that I didn't know had a negative effect on my body. Yeah. So in that that process of like learning and unlearning, I guess specifically in terms of like entrepreneurship, I think for me, that was like one of the hardest things that I did in my business was just the unlearning of that you have to be on 24-7 to be successful. Like, what did that process look like for you? Like in terms of, you know, obviously like you ran through like your physical routine of like literally shifting the way that you, you know, did things, but also like, I don't know if you have any like additional thoughts on that, but just like the whole unlearning of like basically what we're taught inside of hustle culture where it's, and it's not even to say that like, and I I should clarify this too, because I think a lot of times when I say like I'm anti-hustle culture, it's not even necessarily that like I'm anti-hustle culture, but I think that because I think when, when I say that people will think, oh, she's against hard work. And it's like, that's not the case whatsoever. But I think that it's more just kind of going back to that conversation we were having a few minutes ago of like just being really intentional with the way that you are working. And I think that that's like a conversation that is not brought up enough inside of the entrepreneur space. So again, going back to my question of like unlearning and learning, how did that look like? What did that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, I like even today, I had to do a little reflection because I told my husband, Tyler, I was looking at like my calendar for the next couple of months. And I was like, you know what? I was just talking out loud. And I was like, you know what? Like, I can't do it all. 
And if I can't create all of these offers that I want to this year and do all of these extra things, like I have to be okay with that. And that's the same process that I went through last year of I'm just going to focus on what I know that I can do best. And that's all that I can control at this point. And so it is a constant reflection. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, every week I look at my agenda for the week and I'm like, okay, is this, is this good for me? Like, can I move something down to the next week? Can I change deadlines for certain projects? Can I onboard people at specific times where I know that I'm not like doing a launch for one client and then I have a whole new client that I'm like supporting? Can I do this in a way that benefits them? Because whenever I'm my best, that means they're going to get even better content for their course or what they're offering. So it, it goes hand in hand. Like I can't say, okay, I'm gonna do this for you next week whenever I really can't. So I would say on it, it's just a constant reflection of, is this beneficial for me? Will this be beneficial for the person that I'm serving? And if those two answers aren't yes, then it's time to maybe take things out or change things to a different day so that it benefits both of you guys. Yeah. That is so powerful. And I totally agree. It is like this whole constant reflection thing. Because even though I had that light bulb moment for me, like, I mean, even just January, January for me was like, oh, I reflected on January and I was like, oh, no, I'm reverting back to my old ways. Things have got to change, you know? So, like, I think that that is the most important thing that you can possibly do is just like really reflect on your business as an entrepreneur. Even like, I love that you do that on a weekly basis of like, is there anything that I can move? Is there anything that can be changed? You know, it might not make sense for me to un- onboard five clients, you know, five new clients this week. How can I push that out, out over time? And I guess a question that comes up for me is like, I guess a- as you were even looking at like your calendar for the entire year and like even just having that conversation where you're like, you know what, I might not get done everything that I want to get done. How do you handle like, the the thoughts in your head of like if I don't get this done right now like I won't be successful or like I won't be able to hit my income goals or like how do you navigate those types of thoughts that come up so it's so hard because as someone who like wants to work so hard and like reach these goals like I know that you are so goal driven as well for me to say okay and put my hands up I can't control this that is the hardest thing for me to do. <laughs> and so yeah. I think, you know, obviously not everyone is like super type A organized. And so if you're not and you're like, hey, I'm pushing these limits, like I'm going for this, like that might work for you. But there's a balance. Like I know for a fact that maybe later this year, I will feel more comfortable to create new offers and like work a little bit longer, but like, there's no way that I'm going to go back to waking up at four 30 to create something and then going to sleep at eight or nine or 10 or like not even enjoying a book. I'm not going to go back to that place. So I know that there's two extremes. There's either 
you're set in your ways, you don't have any goals and you're like not moving forward. And then there's like, you're hustling so hard, you could probably burn out in nine months. Yeah. And so if you're in it for the long game as a business owner, those two extremes won't work for you. And so I'm in this for the long haul. Like I want to become one of like the leading experts in copywriting. And to do that, I have to be in the industry and work on my craft year after year. Yeah. And so that's what kind of helps me look at even this year and look at my goals and say, okay, if I'm going to become an expert, one, I want to invest in my business as much as I can and invest in quality education and mentors. And yeah. then also it's only one year. Like yeah. if I if I create sustainable systems this year, like what will the next year look like? And so I'm all about sustainability, creating systems so that once I hit that next level, I can actually like sustain it and grow from there. I love that. And the whole conversation of systems. So I have been watching your stories and there's a lot of shifts that are happening inside of your business and um, between like hiring people and between um, even just creating more of a flow that's easier for you and your clients. Like what does that process look like, I guess, behind the scenes? So I always thought that I had to reach a certain level to hire someone. Yeah. And What I've started to realize is that there's certain tasks in my business that don't really need my expertise per se in copy that I can outsource. And so thankfully with the power of Instagram and the power of social media, like if I was like, hey, I need someone to help me with this, there's handfuls of people that are so willing and able to do that. Yeah, And so in my business specifically, I'm trying to outsource tasks that don't need my expertise with copy, right? Because right now there's no way that I would like hand off client work to somebody that like doesn't have the training and like yeah the investments that I have put into my business to learn copywriting yeah. and learn how to sell. So right now I'm trying to, you know, possibly like outsource a VA to help me with like analytic reporting for my clients and like answering emails and sending out proposals and that sort of thing. And then also like with other clients who have specific like graphic designer needs for their emails, being able to have that resource out there as well. So those are the two like avenues that I'm looking at. But I'm just trying to figure out like, do I want my business to be like an agency model? Like, how do I want to grow my team? Yeah. So I'm reflecting on that and trying to see like what would be best for my clients moving forward and my current business model. So I'm definitely doing a lot of reflecting, but like this is the year that I've felt more comfortable outsourcing and building my team because I have systems in place. Yeah, that is like the biggest next step. And it is so scary. Like I remember hiring you and I was like, there's no, there's no way I can even, I can't hand the keys over to someone else. I was like, there's no way. 
And then you were like a breath of fresh air, like literally the best person that I ever could have hired first. And I was like, oh, wait, I can do this. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah. And I think it, it really is like so different for everyone. And I think that, you know, people ask all the time, they're like, well, how do I know who to hire first? And I think that exactly what you were saying is like, really looking at your business and like where your expertise isn't needed. And that's going to be so different for everyone, right? Like for me, I handed off the reins to you. You were my very first hire with email copywriting. And I think with that, it's like, that wasn't like your first hire, you know, cause like that's, that's going to be so different for your business. Like a virtual assistant was your very first hire yeah. or will be, or potentially, yeah. you know? So I think that in order to get to the next level, sometimes, most of the time, in my opinion, having that support is really, really nice and really needed um, so that you can then spend time in other aspects and other places inside of your business. As a, a like as a final question, as we are recapping on, you know, your entire journey of, you know, health and entrepreneurship and, you know, being really intentional with time and everything like that, can you just kind of give us a picture of where you're at right now in terms of health and we know like what your day looks like now but like how are you feeling now that that you have really taken the time to I guess get your health in the best possible place and what is that also like doing for your business as well because I am such a believer that like unless we take care of ourselves as business owners, like we're not able to serve and help our community and our clients to our best abilities. So give us a, a final picture. Yeah. So it's crazy, but you know, I wake up with energy. I get so excited to help my clients because I feel good. And I know that there are probably men and women listening to this podcast. But as a woman, like my hormones were so jacked up. And like I have during my cycle, I don't have pain. I don't have debilitating. I can't work pain. I'm not down for the count. I have energy. I'm eating. I'm drinking a ton of water. Whenever I go on walks, like I have so many ideas and like things that I want to incorporate into my business. And so my lifestyle really has like impacted the way that I show up to serve my, my clients. But, you know, the bump on my throat, like it's literally, it just feels like a little bump before it was like really big. And so that's been super encouraging since like last year. I've officially lost and sustained the loss of like 20 pounds. So I'm just at a healthy place in my life. I'm not chasing the scale. I'm not like drinking coffee and dehydrating myself and like not eating enough food. I'm probably eating more than I ever have, like so much fruit every single day. And I just love like consuming foods that, I know we're made so beautifully to heal me and heal anyone who's struggling. And so I just have this appreciation for for food and like how amazing it is. And so yeah, my lifestyle is completely different. Like I have energy to go out to dinners and I 
have energy to go see my grandpa and you know, all of these things that really matter to me, like I actually have the energy to do them. So it's definitely like night and day different. And like, I have the energy for date nights too, you know? So it's really incredible. I love that. And as a a final close here, what is one piece of advice that you would give to entrepreneurs? It can be literally anything, just one piece of advice. I would say that if you want to do something, if you have a dream to start something, do it. And if it becomes a new thing, like if you have to pivot and change and morph into something else, like be open-handed enough to allow that process to happen because the last thing you want to do is hold yourself and confine yourself into this box. And so as you grow a business, like be totally okay to pivot. And also you're going to have to unlearn some things about what you believed about yourself working a nine to five and having an hourly wage and all of those things. Like we were designed to think that we were made for an hourly wage and like the way that you build a business doesn't have to look like that. And so unlearning like negative money habits as well will help you grow and thrive even faster. I love that so much. I have absolutely loved this conversation. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing honestly, something that is very vulnerable. And I really appreciate you opening up about this conversation. And I think that this is going to be so relatable to so many people out there. And like your story is so powerful. And I really, really, really appreciate you sharing it with the Radical Disruption community. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to see what you accomplish in the future and this year with this podcast. It's so exciting. (laughs) Thank you. If this episode has served you in any way, I'd love it if you shared what you've learned, any aha moments that you may have had, or something that you loved, and tag me on Instagram at Maya Nicole. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that we can continue to learn and grow together. Thank you so much for your support. I love you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.